Welcome to the Washington Union Alliance Church Podcast, an archive of our recorded sermons. We're a Christian and Missionary Alliance Church located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. For more information, go to wuac.org. Because God loves us. Because God is good and holy. Because God has given his son to pay the price for our sins. Because God has blessed us with his great and precious promises as given to us in his word, the Bible. For all of these reasons, Peter, St. Peter, the Apostle Peter, he says in 2 Peter chapter 1, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. So you notice the title of today's message, The Beauty of Self-Control. And I think, what a contrarian thought, because self-control is like saying no to yourself, isn't it? So how is that beautiful? How can that possibly work out? We're going to try to see that today. As we continue our study of transformational faith from 2 Peter chapter 1, we're seeing how each quality builds on the one before it. Today we're focusing on quality number three of the seven given by the Apostle Peter. Practicing these seven qualities will lead us to a fruitful Christian life. 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 5 through the beginning of verse 6. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. So think about self-control. In the preacher's commentary, Pastor Paul Cedar has some very helpful insights. He says, as we have seen these qualities building on each other, before self-control, we have knowledge. Pastor Cedar says, to know is vitally important. I mean, duh. But, he says, it is not enough. We are to take action to do what we know we should do. So it's not enough to just know what to do. We have to then do it. In many of our lives, there's a great gulf between our knowledge and our conduct, he says. It was to this problem James spoke when he wrote, quote, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin, from James chapter 4, verse 17. The Greek word for self-control is sometimes translated as temperance. It is one of the elements of the fruit of the Spirit mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. So in a real sense of the term, it means more than being in control of your own self. A more descriptive and accurate term would be God control. Only when we're under the control of the Holy Spirit can we truly be self-controlled. To be self-controlled is to exercise power over our desires and passions. I want to give you an example. About 20 years ago, I went a full year without coffee. I know, unbelievable, right? Especially if you know that I like coffee. But I went a full year without coffee and almost no desserts. Uh, Both actions were hard at first, especially when church dinners included so many wonderful desserts. But to say no thank you and not take them, it was tough, uh, but I did it for a year. And that's an example of self-control victory. But don't think I'm so good, because a few years later, I had numerous opportunities to eat at Haas's with its unlimited salad bar and dessert bar. (laughs) Our family tradition is 
uh, not paying attention to those little tiny Sunday uh, dishes that are there by the ice cream. You go to the soup area, get the soup mug, and go over to the ice cream bar. Uh, if you've never done it, you'll probably enjoy it. Uh, but at any rate, this was not an example of self-control. None of us has a full handle on just being able to say, no, I'm not going to do that and just doing it. We don't have that kind of fortitude. But as Pastor Cedar said, we might know what is good to do, but we also must do it. And Peter's not suggesting that somehow we must master ourselves by our own inner strength and fortitude. No, remember, Paul is exhorting, or Peter is exhorting us to add these qualities onto the foundation of faith. So it's not just everybody just take control of yourself. I drive a school bus and I have talked to one of my students just uh, this week about you need to get a control of this. And we'll see if how this week how that works. But at any rate, that idea of self-control, as we lean into our faith relationship with God, then we embrace virtue, choosing those things that are good and morally excellent. Elsewhere in the scripture, God says, be holy as I am holy. Our lives are designed to reflect the character of God. We should reflect God in how we live and how we interact with other people. And as we fully embrace the good, we add knowledge of right and wrong as revealed in the word of God. We talked about adding knowledge. So how do we learn what are those good things, those virtues? We study God's word and see what he has said and what his character is so that we can reflect his character. And as we learn what is right or wrong or harmful, we choose by faith to do those things which are right, which are good. This is the self-control that Peter is talking about, a self-control which surrenders our own desires to the will and desire of God. Say no to self and yes to God. Biblical self-control is surrendering our own desires to the will of God. Say no to self and yes to God. So when you think of self-control in our list, we're thinking about saying no to ourself, but yes to God. In Ephesians 4, verses 20 to 24, we read, but you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which is the likeness in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So laying aside the old self and putting on the new self. This is the life of surrender. This is the life of self-control. When Peter exhorts us to exercise self-control, he's exhorting us to take control through personal surrender. Now, that doesn't sound like we're in control, does it? but to surrender ourselves to the will of God, to do what he wants us to do, to say yes to him and follow his course for our lives. Let's think of some key scriptures. The Apostle Paul in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, 
to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So he's saying, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In other words, daily dying to self and saying, I choose to live for Jesus. I will give myself to live for him. Refusing to be pressed into the mold of what the world is telling us we must do, but instead standing out and saying, I will follow God. I will follow his character, his love, his blessing. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. He's saying, I've been crucified, or I have died with Jesus. So in that statement, we're saying that self, that old self, has been crucified, has been nailed to the cross. It has died. And now the life which I live, I live by faith in Jesus. I'm living for him. I'm living for God. I'm living uh, for Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me. Not because I must, not because I'm being forced to, but because I'm delighted to. And I respond to his loving sacrifice and give myself for him. Saying no to sin, And yes to Jesus. That is the beauty of self-control. I want to invite you to pray with me. Lord, you know the struggles that we have many times with self-control. There are things that we want to do or things that we want to avoid doing. And we find ourselves failing again and again. Even the Apostle Paul struggled when he first came to faith and not doing the things he wanted to do and doing things he didn't want to do. And he cried out to you for your help. And that is when he found victory through the power of your Holy Spirit. So, Lord, help us to yield, to surrender our hearts to you and ask you to empower us to live in a way that will honor and please you, that will have an impact on those around us for the glory of God. So as we pray, do you long for a productive Christian life? Do you want to be an effective Christian? Do you long for victory over sinful desires and temptation? God calls you to a life of powerful surrender. We don't think of surrender as powerful, but in this case it is. For when we surrender ourselves to him, then he empowers us by his spirit to live a life of victory. Surrendering your temptations and desires to him so that he might fill and empower you by his spirit. Saying no to temptation and sin and saying yes to that which is good and right through God's power. Adding a generous supply of self-control to your personal faith in Jesus putting off the old self and putting on the new. Dying to self and living for Jesus. This is self-control. Self-control is giving control of self to God the Holy Spirit. Will you surrender your life to Jesus? Lord, move in our hearts.
and help us to respond from our hearts, from the depths of our hearts to you, that we would surrender to you. Lord, have your way in our hearts and lives. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we continue to practice these qualities and keep doing them in increasing measure, this is the promise of God for us.